This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. I am Hagar Osri, a qualified chef with 20 years' experience in the health food industry. Over the next half hour, we'll discuss how to eat in a way that is healthy for you and the planet. Interviews, featured recipes, cafe reviews, food politics, your questions and more. Welcome to Sustainable Gastronomy. This program is brought to you with the help of a DCC Waste Minimization Grant, supporting love food, hate waste. Hello, everybody, and today um, I'm hosting uh, a good friend and uh, a Dunedin local called Stephen Parker. He's running a little bit late, so I'll play a few songs, and um, and hopefully he'll be here in a minute.
Why do you look so, look so, look so sad, look so sad and forsaken? Don't you know, when one door is closed, when one door is closed, many more is open. Well, would you let the system get on top of your head again? No, 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 that, no. Would you let the system make you kill your brother, man? Your microphone is there, the yellow one. Hello, Steve. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, Marina. Um, yeah, hi. Yeah, thanks for inviting me to come along. Thank you for coming. Um, as, as the introduction, I said um, that you're a friend, but I didn't really describe you as who you are in our community. And um, I'll, I'll let you do that if that's okay. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, my name's Steve Parker. Um, yeah, I'm a sort of bioregional herbalist from Dunedin, so that means I, yeah, I really tune into local plants and try to connect people with the local plants that are in this area. And yeah, I'm also like an outdoor instructor and I do quite a lot of conservation work as well. So I just really like being outside, sort of being out in nature, really. And um, yeah, sort of, yeah, so I thought today I might talk about a new project I've got going called The Gathered, sort of it's a herbal CSA, mm. so it's a community-supported herbalism project. I was just reading about that on your um, Facebook. Um, there was um, an event that you ran um, just in the last um, last one in Bethune's Gully, oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Herbal Walk. So tell us a little bit about that. That, that sounds like such a cool thing to do with uh, people really connecting to their environment and and um, the idea is to also mentally come but also gather herbs yeah totally I suppose it's sort of like a bit of nature therapy like mm. sort of, um, I did a postgrad in outdoor and a lot of my research there was about the healing power of being in nature and yeah there's lots of research now about this about how good you know being in the outdoors is good for our mental well-being so yeah um, I like people to sort of to slow down so with that one we sort of yeah, we sort of went, um, yeah, did a walk through Bethune's Gully and looked at sort of a lot of the introduced and native medicinal plants. And there are so many amazing ones in there. It's a really cool mm. place to go. And then I might get people to maybe slow down instead of like looking and sort of really trying to observe all the different plants, really just to slow down and walk in silence. And you walk up and sort of you can listen to the, you know, sort of it's a really nice time to just slow down and sort of listen to nature. So we did actually that one in the rain. It was sort of like people, mm. yeah, sort of, so I, you know, I get them to stop and to say what really stood out for them and people saying you know the, the leaves were so shiny and mm. you know we could hear all the birds and you know and you could we could hear that hear the river and stuff like that and yeah so it's just a really nice way to like probably practice like a walking meditation that's a little bit easier so mm. yeah so I like sort of yeah 
incorporated that into sort of my work as well. So yeah. the herbs, um, do you actually gather some plants on yes. the walk as yes. well? Yes, yeah, so with that one, I'm, this, this year I'm really buzzing out about a lot of the introduced conifer trees. Um, like we, um, There's Douglas fir, and like, I don't think people realise that how... What, a good medicine that one is, and mm. yeah, it's sort of a native from um, yeah North North America from the Pacific Northwest, and yeah, yeah it was actually quite, yeah sort of it's really high in vitamin C, so you can make quite a nice tea out of it. It's really sort of antimicrobial. It's really good for like chest complaints as well. Mm. So it's quite a nice, really um, fresh tasting. Um, yeah, sort of a tonic, you can sort of make a tea out of that. Mm. And I also harvest quite a lot of poplar buds up there, and poplar buds are really amazing um, antimicrobial. And yeah, sort of I made, in my herbal CSA, I actually put plants from that walk into the next box that comes out in a couple mm. of weeks. Yeah, so I made a cough syrup out of the, the buds of the of the, the poplar buds, and mm. they're really amazing. They smell amazing. It sort mm. of smells like really beautiful propolis. So mm. yeah, so yeah, there's lots of plants up out there. Then we've got you know our natives like you know Manuka and Kanuka and yeah. Potomiko and yeah there's just so many um, different ones up there I really mm. probably more tune into introduced um, plants a lot of people would call invasive, invasive species yeah. and sort of see them in a bit of a different light as, mm. as, as allies sort of here to help us and yeah it's yeah. a good approach. Yeah, yeah. So let's rewind a little bit because I think we plunged straight into your work. So tell us a little bit about your PhD qualification, what what you researched, and also about your herbal qualification. Just a bit of background about your um, okay. education, if yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, we moved down to Dunedin about 10 years ago. Um, I was working as like an outdoor instructor at the um, Sir Mahillary Outdoor Pursuit Centre, and we had like... Um, like a, a one and a half year old child, and then a, my partner was pregnant, and she said, "Right, I want to become a medical doctor." And like she was actually studying herbalism at the time, and I was like, "Okay, Dunedin's got good surf, we'll go down." So, yeah, so we've, we've been in Dunedin for about ten years, and we've been sort of on that journey of Ursula going through med school, and she's qualified as a medical doctor now, and sort of really into that lifestyle medicine. Um, so it's really cool to see her mm. do that. And then I came down and sort of picked up a bit of um, a bit of study as doing postgrad and outdoor ed, and then. I sort of wrote about incorporating herbalism into outdoor ed programs because that was sort of my passion and sort of, yeah, sort of the sort of stuff. And then I got a really good mark for that and they offered me a PhD scholarship. So that was really cool. And then I, f- um, I focused on sort of, yeah, New Zealand men and yoga. And it was, I was just really interested in about sort of how New Zealand men thrive. There's a lot of sort of talk about, you know, sort of, yeah, there was, you know, a lot of New Zealand men were committing suicide. We've got really, you know, horrific suicide rates in New Zealand. So I just wanted to maybe tell some stories about New Zealand men that had positive health because I felt mm. that side of the story wasn't being told. So I thought, who are the, you know, some of the most healthiest people I know? And I was thinking back to some yoga teachers I've had over the years. So I thought, oh, I'll just sort of, I'll interview these guys and tell their stories. So... Yeah, a very of, unique yeah, PhD. Yeah, it was a really fun mm. PhD. So I interviewed about uh, 10 New Zealand men. And I, I went back to my first yoga teacher in Golden Bay, and he's like this dreadlocked saru guy that lives in a little hut. And mm. the first time we went to yoga with him, it was like a $2 donation um, at the Collingwood School. And then I went back 20 years later, and it's still a $2 donation the at the Collingwood uh, School. And he so lives, to the earth. Oh, totally. And he's mm. just like such a humble, mellow guy. And yeah, it was really nice just getting his story across about, you know, life's not all about struggle and striving. You just sort of you can live really humbly. Can people have a look at your um Yes, it's thesis. online through the University of Otago, so yeah, it's sort of free access to look at PhDs through so that. So Steve Parker? Yeah, it's Stephen Parker, Parker, and it's called Yoga Experiences of New Zealand Men. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And your herbal, was it Maori herbs that you were... 
studying or um, was it just medical herbalism? Yeah, I, I sort of studied clinical herbalism mm. and, and at the Canterbury College of Natural Medicine in the late 1990s. Um, I actually got malaria um, when I came back from Indonesia on a trip and I was sort of looking for ways to... Um, yeah, to, to boost my immunity, and I went to a naturopath and thought, oh, this is a really cool path mm. this guy's on, and um, then I decided to study it, um, yeah, sort of academically. I was actually living in a house truck on the West Coast, studying it by correspondence. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was, that was a really cool place to be studying. Pigeon mail. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. You're just living out in the forest, and, yeah, and there was no internet in those days, and yeah, it was a really good way to really go inward, and you're living with plants, you know, you're living right in the forest there. Mm. So yeah, I was really yeah. glad I had the opportunity to study mm. herbalism in, in that time. And, yeah. and you've been running workshops... Yeah, for quite for a, a long time, probably since like 2012, I started running um, herbal medicine making workshops at um, at USA here, and I've been running yeah sort of um, community based workshops. USA as well. is O U S A for yeah. those who don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the Otago University Student Association. Yeah, yeah. So people just pay Koha as well in those um, ones. They're really $10. affordable. Those ones they were like I think fifty dollars for like a five week mm. course. So. It's yeah, so it's, it's they're super cheap. I haven't been doing those for a couple of years, but I sort of got a little bit busy doing other things. Mm. And then I do run ones in the community as well. And yeah, sort of I started running them again last year, just sort of when I finished my PhD. Just sort of and now you're offering pressure. boxes. Tell us about those because that will be interesting for the locals who are listening. Oh, totally. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So this. The idea of this scheme, it's, um, it's really about connecting local people with a local herbalist and it's about tuning into what plants are in season and yeah, I'm making herbal remedies from plants that are in season and also that align with the um, ailments people typically have in that season. So nice. I just got the first box out. Um, yeah, they come out every two months and there's six boxes a year and you can either sign up for um, if for a box is singly or people sort of pay for the whole year. Yeah, so I've been really blown away with the support I've had from that, just from people sort of all around Dunedin and Aotearoa, so it's been... Well, that's where it's at for us to be resilient and um, look look after our health and connect with what is really sustainable. Yeah, for sure, eh? Um, Yeah. Yeah, There's so Um, many of the medicinal plants in the world, and even like companies in Dunedin, like they might harvest a couple from here, but mm, the vast majority of them will come from Eastern Europe. Just just to make it affordable or business viable? Yeah, the business is more viable that way. It's sort of, it's, yeah. It takes a lot of time to harvest a plant and sort of to dry it I and know. then prepare it as yeah. well. And mm. I think for a lot of the companies to get big quite quickly, um, they'll quickly find that you know you haven't actually got enough time to go and harvest those plants really carefully and sell them. So That is yeah. great. That is so inspiring to actually know of our networks right here in oh, the totally. Neden and because um, that's where it's at for us to just forget about capitalism and start. Oh, it's totally. from grassroots, from us doing it, oh, that um, yeah, yeah. we will trample the system. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's def- definitely no barcodes on these ones. <laughs> So yeah. how do people get in touch with you? Give um, us some details. Yeah, I've got a Facebook page I've been running for about five years called Gathered Medicinal Plants of Aotearoa. And yeah, I normally just, it's just a place where I sort of talk about yeah, different medicinal plants. I might do a plant monograph sort of maybe once a month and then yeah, just do different things on that. And so, if people are not on Facebook, how do um, they get in touch? They can touch? contact me um, 
by email. It's yeah, it's greenguides at hotmail.com. Greenguides at, at hotmail.com. hotmail.com. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got much advertising going for it, but um, uh, we yeah. could put a link on my website yeah, totally. as well. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely yeah. for sure. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, great. So then you get um, six boxes a year of uh, gathered medicine. Yeah, and sort of herbs. Yeah, and yeah. each box is sort of quite different. So the one that just went out, I had like a rosemary, uh, um, a rosehip shrub in it, and it's sort of like a drinking vinegar with mm. like rose hips are really high in vitamin C yeah. and that was mixed with a little bit of local honey and apple cider vinegar mm. and then had another um, apple cider vinegar mineral tonic and that was um, lots of wild greens it was like nettles, puha um, soaked in apple cider vinegar for quite a long time so that can be a nice sort of salad dressing this time mm. of year and nice. then I had a really good immunity elixir and that was with wild harvested thyme um, it was echinacea that had grown in Dunedin and had some kumaraho, um, yes, and kawakawa, and then that I that would help the COVID. I totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, it's interesting you say that because um, actually the sale of um, yeah, I think someone in England, like some football star's wife, was saying how pine needles are really good for COVID, and I think the sales of pine needle tea have gone up like 5,000% in oh, England, so wow. yeah, I wouldn't really recommend it, but um, just keeping your immune system strong, that's, that's, right. of, that's what I'm really into, and just sort of, yeah, pretty simple, nourishing food. And it's food. a great um, using herbal medicine in your food, rather than thinking that you should take it as a medicine oh, in a spoonful, you yeah, know, totally. so putting it yeah, as a yeah. dressing is a great yep, no, for sure, concept. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. You, you know I use that. a lot of fresh herbs in my food, Do, you know, yeah. just lots of oregano and parsley and yeah. coriander that I grow. And usually when people talk to me about food, I say, do you have a garden? Do you grow grow greens and, oh, yeah, and yeah. eat greens every day? Oh, totally, for sure. And, yeah. So there's medicine right there. Oh, no, definitely, yeah. yeah. Mm. And is a really good place for growing things like kale and silver leaves. That's and, right. And coriander know, doesn't yeah. go to seed, not ever. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> The benefits of a cold climate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's always a good uh, thing. Uh, oh, great. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about those walks because they are really um, yeah, interesting. I'm trying, yeah, I'm going to try to connect. Um, I try to do them on sort of like seasonal transitions, like mm. sort of that one we had was on um, winter solstice, and so the next one will be probably around spring equinox. And then I'll be doing one sort of before summer solstice as well. Mm. And if you want to know more about them, yeah, maybe just give me an email. Yeah. Um, I'll probably have like four or five of those coming up in the next four or five months. So you've got a, a really like that mix of uh, mindfulness, yoga, meditation. Mm, totally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the physical side of the herbs. Yeah, so, totally. And you've done, that's where your study is at. So talk to us a little bit about that. A mix mix of the two, the mind and the matter, you know, the way we can heal, um, you know, using herbs and medicine as well as meditation and calming the mind yeah. and connecting to nature. Totally, yeah. I think one of the big things about herbalism, for me anyway, it's sort of half of the healing is going out and, you know, harvesting, connecting mm. with a plant, like slowing down. And that's I really like a lot of the teachings from Tio Marty in that way where sort of you introduce yourself to a plant before you harvest and you you know if you'd say a karakia if you don't know a karakia you, the least you can say is, is thanks you know and then you'll sort of harvest mindfully and only harvest sort of as much as you need um, 
yeah, and sort of it is just a really nice way of being in the world where you go and sort of you meet these plants and you can you look at them in a different way. But quite often a lot of the plants people think, oh, weed, you know, weed, weed, and they're sort of, you know, they're sprayed. But sort of if you have a different relationship with the plant, you realise, oh, maybe it's here for some sort of reason, you know. Um, mm. We've got lots of whorehound that's a really amazing... Um, yeah, really amazing expectorant sort of, um, yeah, it's really good for releasing phlegm in the chest and there was a big move like two years ago um, to try to eradicate that from um, the Mackenzie country in, mm. in central Otago because it's got these really small burrs that get in the in the wool of sheep it makes sort of the sheep wool not as... Um, valuable. Yeah, not as valuable and I think, it's, yeah, some herbalists and I was sort of one of those herbalists was saying, oh, well, it is quite, this plant's actually really valuable for herbalists as well and they, they, they make beer out of um, whorehound, they make whorehound sort of beer as well it's really quite a bitter. So um, yeah, it's, it's sort of, it's a bit of a there's a bit of a tension mm. sort of and yeah, you know, I suppose with a lot of yeah, um, invasive plants, like people will see them they want to sort of get rid of them and yeah, but I think maybe just sort of sometimes it's worth slowing down and if you are harvesting them yeah, you suppose you are sort of yeah, yeah. The way I harvest, I don't want to eradicate all the invasive species. Like some people would be completely shocked by you bringing by that. in reverence and and uh, ancient knowledge. Oh, totally for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's about connecting to your cultural roots as well. Like sort of mm. as a Pākehā, sometimes I know. Yeah, um, a lot of these stories have got really ancient sort of myths around them as well, and it's really nice mm. connecting with those stories. Um, with plants like elder and like hawthorn, like. Um, yeah, like an island, all the hawthorn trees. When people sort of were sick, they'd go and get a ribbon and tie it on a hawthorn tree. Uh, and like sometimes in workshops, I get people to do that as well. So it's about mm, reconnecting to those rituals, to, yeah, to the ancient sort of knowledge, mm. and yeah, realizing that, yeah, sort of, yeah, we are sort of part of nature and things like that. We've yeah. gone so far disconnect oh, totally. f- from nature that that's the secret is there. You know, just look at nature and and try and get guidance from oh, totally, that from, sure, eh? from nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so sort of, yeah, it's interesting living in this world. It's like, yeah, it's pretty much obsessed with capitalism, consumerism, and even yeah, sort of, I was in the herb world, sort of trying to create a herb brand for a while as well, and I sort of, I didn't really feel that authentic to me. So. Mm. Um, you're doing herb walks and yeah, ma- making more of a community supported herbalism project is definitely a lot more of my vibe it's sort of about local medicine yeah. and local people and I feel yeah. that you know in, in my show here uh, I try and you know, celebrate that or champion the the heroes within our community because that's where our survival is oh, totally. um, key. Sure, eh? Is just networking within our communities. Oh, definitely, for sure. And um, herbalism is something that really helped me with my children bringing up. Yeah, I, totally. Um, there were little in the days that I lived in Coromandel and we had a herbalist in the community right, cool. and she was my doctor. Oh, awesome, yeah, cool. um, My son was diagnosed with asthma oh, after sure, yeah. having a bit of a cold yeah. and we were just with her, you know, she was keeping real close eye on us yeah, and yeah, yeah. whenever we had um, trouble, she, um, we had a, a chest rub with lubilia that oh, right, okay, really right, cool. helped. Yeah, 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 yeah. We never yeah. used the puffer and all the right, stuff cool. yeah, but yeah, yeah. and then yeah. Jasper's grown to be a really healthy man yeah, cool. now yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just uh, I'm forever grateful to her oh, totally and cool. if people yeah. only knew that you know we have people in the community um, doctors as well but yeah, for sure, eh? yeah. um, we don't need the invasive drugs that would just uh, you know cause bigger problems yeah, later. Totally. yeah I think yeah. it's all about nourishment as well and that's what herbalism is sort mm. of about sort of yeah, sort of just yeah. There are different sort of herbalists. There are sort of some herbalists that are a lot more like doctors, and they'll just sort of treat 
um, a symptom with sort of a certain herb, but sort of mm. a lot of the time you want to get to the deep root cause of the of the um, of the disease, and mm. you really nourish the person. And yeah, yeah, and that's sort of how the sort of walks um, tune in as well. I reckon that's sort of part and parcel of. Of, of herbalism as well and, mm. sort of and did that come up in your PhD research as well about health and um, yeah, was, spirituality yeah, it was actually really interesting because um, I suppose some of my major findings in that was you know sort of yoga was a way to care for self but sort of like yeah, the mind, body, spirit but then it was also a way to care for others in the community as well mm. and then the last sort of finding was like yoga was a way to care for the earth it was these men that were living sort of quite simple lives um, yeah, sort of, um, yeah, sort of, um, a lot, nine out of ten of them were vegetarian, and mm. that was sort of interesting. Sort of, it was more embracing this yogic principle of ahimsa, like it means non-violence and non-harming. Mm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so that definitely did come through as well, and uh, in, in my PhD, sort of, yeah, nice. the sort of the links. With, oh, looking um, forward to reading that. Yeah, yeah, cool. that's, pretty, that's a pretty fun read. It's pretty mm. easy to read. Nice. <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much for coming. We okay, have cool. to. Wind up. It's a Sweet. very short show. Awesome. Isn't it? Go. Come back again. Soon. Oh, totally. Go. Awesome. Okay. Thank cool. you. And thanks for listening, everybody. And see you again soon. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.